On the Crosstalk on WIZM, I'm Mike Hayes. Mayo researchers and collaborators are identifying instigator genes associated with Alzheimer's disease. Wow, that caught my attention, and it should really catch everyone's attention, even if you don't have any kind of a relationship with Alzheimer's, be it a family member or friends, or and, and that is getting much more difficult to say. I, I don't know anybody with Alzheimer's. Our guest this morning, Dr. Melissa Murray uh, from Mayo Health System. Uh, doctor, good morning. Thanks very much for talking with us. More and more people, are more and more people getting, I don't know, do you catch Alzheimer's or is it simply being identified more often? Such a good question. Yeah, we're to the point where we're identifying okay. it more right. often. We're trying to understand what's contributing but we're really getting much better at understanding what might be underlying somebody's problems. What is an instigator gene? So if we think about two major bad guys that enable Alzheimer's disease to wreak so much havoc, what we've actually identified is what may be pushing that bad guy over the edge. So one of them is tau, and that causes our brain cells to essentially shrink up and no longer be able to communicate or receive food. And we may have found the culprit in that whole unfortunate drama that unfolds in the Alzheimer's disease brain. All right. So if we start eating more apples and stop eating cheese, we won't get Alzheimer's, (laughs) right? Is that the... Oh, wouldn't it be great if we could boil it down to that? We don't have that fine of granularity. We do know that general health is quite helpful, and even lifestyle risk factors such as keeping your brain active after retirement or doing those crossword puzzles, keeping that really active engagement has been shown to be beneficial. Um, Even going for a walk 20, 30 minutes a day when you can helps to contribute. We, we have magic substances circulating in our blood, and we, we are trying to isolate those down with scientific methods. But quite frankly, the general health may really help delay it if right. we can. So even if it's a simple exercise like walking, you don't have to lift weights or get all out of breath and all the rest of that. Just go for a walk because you need your brain to keep your balance and recognize where you are, not to get lost, turn left here, stop at the stop sign. All of those things use your brain Maybe you don't think about it because all you're doing is not trying not to trip and fall. Yes, and it's hard to, you know, boil it down to oversimplifications, and I am a scientist, not an active clinician, but that is what we're embracing more and more is how much we can do to keep our vascular disease in check and otherwise. But um, So we do probably have somewhat of a say, but for the most part, what the scientists are actively trying to understand is what part do we not quite understand and and what might be going on beneath the tissue that maybe one day we could affect. Occasionally we hear advertisements on the radio or on TV about this, uh, this pill or that pill that can help your brain function. uh, And I've been on this medication. I take a pill a day or a pill a week, whatever it is. And uh, for the last 30 years, and now I think more clearly and, and I don't feel like I live in a fog. Is that the real deal? Are there pills or medications of any kind, pill or otherwise, that a person could take on a regular basis and fend off Alzheimer's, not maybe not, not maybe keep it away forever, but push it away till you know, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. There are 
some pieces of evidence, but I think we always have to be quite cautious because we get so excited about that hopeful, magical pill, and that it's not quite out there yet. More um, science needs to be done to get to the point of understanding, uh, but at this point, not quite there. There are some medicines that can help slow it down early in the process, and that's why it's really important to interact with your doctor if you're starting to forget where your keys are, or maybe you got lost where you'd never gotten lost before. My father has called me, and I'm, I'm actually struggling with that now with him, trying to understand it from a daughter's perspective. Right. I was a granddaughter of an Alzheimer's disease patient, and now I need to start thinking about it from my father's perspective. So don't worry. I definitely am working 12 hours a day, seven days a yeah. week to ensure that I can have some better news soon. <laughs> How? Oh, uh, yeah, no kidding. Hurry up. What are you talking about me? You should get back in the lab right away. Uh how often do you hear from people who say, what's the issue? You've been working on this for decades. Come on, get with the program. Yeah. Fortunately, people are really supportive, but it's such a valid question if somebody does answer. So let's take our finding. We have this major finding of an instigator that may be pushing the bad guy over the edge to enable us to have wreaked havoc. And I have a really talented graduate student who's going to dedicate the next four years of her life to actually wow. identifying how we can prevent them from talking to each other. But even after that, it would still take time. And this is science takes time because we want to ensure that what we're targeting doesn't affect other places. And the work that's been done before has been amazing and impressive. But what we're really trying to do is take a step back. What are we not looking at? And fortunately, with all of this technology we're surrounded by, I think the next five, ten years is going to be a really exciting era of science and medicine. Right. And, and hopefully. that's hopefully is right. It's interesting to me yeah. that you look at it in, in the long term and anybody who's dealing with it, well, like you are right now with your dad, right. you know, anybody that's listening saying, oh, man. Five to ten years. Five, ten years. I, not five yeah. years. How about two years? How about you know? Pretty soon, we're on the prep, precipice. We're we're right there. We're almost ten years away. Is forever. I know, I know, and it and it is hard. And so, and this is why we want to try to pay attention to what we are learning, which is if we're depressed, we try to identify treatment options. If we have high blood pressure. Make sure we're talking to our doctors and get that treated. There are contributions to Alzheimer's disease and dementia as a whole, so dementia being the umbrella term and Alzheimer's being the most common form. We really need to take an account for our own health and what we can maybe do to stave it off. Give me time. I'm working on it hard, and I know all my friends are as well. Yeah. And so if, whatever we can do, is our, we have to take ownership, though. It's not going to be a magic pill right away, and so what we can do is um, the best that we can until sure. science catches up. I get it. I, I totally get it, doctor. And, and, you know, there's an awful lot of people listening right now. I count myself in that category. My dad died of a, a form of cancer way back in the nineties that is curable today. And if the research had been done back in the nineties, my dad probably would still be alive. Uh, they didn't have that form of surgery and cure back then. And it was unfortunate i'm sorry vince but we got nothing nowadays we got everything someday you and i'll be able to have that conversation about about alzheimer's and uh, this form of medication this treatment is going to help your dad your mom your whomever a lot and thank you so much for all your hard work our guest on the crosstalk from uh, mayo 
Male health system uh, uh, doctor, Melissa Murray.